Okay, so this is my podcast. It's a philosophical podcast. It doesn't have a name yet. It has had many opportunities to have a name, but it does not have a name yet. Some ideas are the Shannon Emerson show with Shannon Emerson. More of a joke idea, but still really pretty solid. Today, I thought maybe I'll call it I Can't, a philosophical podcast where we talk about everything but can't. You know, because I didn't want it to seem like it was all about Kant because, I don't know, that guy's all right, but uh, kind of stiff, I think. But I Kant is hard to resist, of course, especially if it's a philosophical podcast. It's hard to resist. That could be the name, possibly. You know, I think that um, what you can expect from this podcast is at some day there will be a name for it, but what you can expect from it generally, we'll be asking questions like, what is the intersection of golden mean and the Eightfold Noble Path? Those kinds of things we'll be discussing. Mostly anything, like anything but Kant, but probably Kant too at some point, because it's probably unavoidable when you're doing a philosophical podcast, not eventually talk about Kant. I mean, I've already talked about Kant. So now that's over. It's already happened. So this is my podcast without a name. It's a philosophical podcast. But the idea is that each episode, I will call someone on the phone and we'll talk and I will have sent that person some article that we will both have read potentially ideally you know or not but we get on the phone we catch up a little bit and then we do or don't talk about the article and sort of just discuss whatever related to that feels right I don't know I'm not quite sure what it is yet maybe that's why it doesn't have a name but we're starting out there my first call is with my brother Brandon, one of my three brothers, and none of my zero sisters. He is about three and a half years younger than I am. He lives in Los Angeles with his lovely wife, Emma, and two children, Ike and Otis, six and three. So those guys are hustling right now under these current coronavirus conditions and uh, he and I talk on the phone a lot so I thought why not start with him and we have a have a conversation and we're talking about a Mark Manson article about boundaries put that in the show notes all right well here's the call hey what's going on hey how are you I'm great how are you doing just fine uh haven't talked to you in a while what's uh what's what's going on i'm back in the office garage working on somebody's website yeah working Working. saturday yeah otis is asleep we're thinking about making a grocery store run or ordering from costco which i didn't realize you get deliveries from costco Mm -hmm. pretty excited yeah there are um, a lot of things that are out of stock at Costco. At Costco, 
at least to order online, it seems. But, uh, and so... Have you guys been doing that order online? We haven't done any order. We've we've ordered stuff from Amazon, but pretty much Jack's been going to the Safeway once a week. Not the not the Happy Place, or the Happy People Store. No, we 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 don't go there anymore. Oh, we were like, I mean, only for certain things that we can't get anywhere else. Really, right? It's just too expensive. Just too spendy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great place to I be. Found the- I found that the, some the spendy stores around us uh, are usually in stock of things. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. You're not gonna uh, hoard, you know, whatever. I don't know. Some kind of. I don't know. Some kind of uh, chutney. Of most, some kind most, of chutney. Most, yeah. Right. Uh, but anyway, what's going on? So. Uh, just trying to trying to do a podcast here yeah and uh want to try out phone call as podcast potentially a an unedited phone call and uh so i'm just so i just want to catch up a little bit and then uh i don't know like how are uh how many how many days are you in the in the shelter in place in the south i think it's two weeks two weeks two weeks and it seems like the word is that it seems to be working yeah uh, in, in california and ohio shockingly um ohio yeah uh, and, and you know a few other states maybe maybe washington and oregon have done a have done it did it early enough um yeah it stopped whatever's happening in new york yeah, I see. I feel the same. That's what I hear about Portland. Also, that it seems like we're succeeding at this point, yeah. and the key, of course, at this point is to make sure that people don't start relaxing. Um, just yeah. because we're it's working, and all it takes is a couple of days, a week at most, to totally turn this thing around the other way again. Um, well, the good the good part is like, you know, California is a big economy, and if it can not take a gigantic hit, that would be great. Right. Right. For the, for everybody, for everybody. Know, right. Just California, Californians. Yeah. That's true. We'll see. I mean, we've got terrible leadership and we're going to fix this in spite of all of that. Somehow, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I saw something on Twitter about, you know, which has probably been happening for a while, but I just happened to see one about, you know, like we, Somehow we can always make as many bombs as we need to, but we have to make our own masks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. Right. Just think how many masks you could store. Well, I mean, I assume we'll have plenty of masks stored up here if we, I don't know. I assume we'll learn some lessons from this. I'm not sure. We'll see. I think it's our duty. We have to. It's, it's <laughs> To like, learn a lesson? If we can learn lessons in this, yeah. and we truly are doomed. Yes. <laughs> I, I think that, uh, like, I think, and I think not only like big global lessons, you know, but I also think like, in, you know, individual lessons, yeah. um, everyone can like when, when so much of society and what the, what society has been telling us to do sort of goes uh-huh. away, like a different kind of thing they're telling us to do, which is stay, stay still instead of move, move, yeah. move. 
it, yeah. it's like there's open up some space, some kind of wormhole that will uh, uh, could allow us if we take advantage of it, if we're prepared for it, to just like see like okay, what is it? What kind of life do I want to live? And yeah. and how how what what am I? <laughs> Who am I in this? Um, and then come out of it with some clarity and some different choices. I think everybody could do some of that. I'm trying to. I agree. It's a good, I think it's a good segue. Um, because like one of the things it does is it completely ratchets down the quantity of relationships you have. Yes. Like extremely limited relationships with people now. Did you read that article I sent you? I did. I read it and then I, I played it cause cause like I'll read it to you. Oh yeah. Which I think, which is the greatest thing. And all articles should do that. And someone should start the business where I can subscribe and I can save the articles I want. They go to the cloud, someone reads them, and then I can listen to them the next day or later that week. While you're eating a giant chicken leg, like the goddamn king that you are. (laughs) Somebody read me the articles. I just would love it because... No, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I could curate my own, you know, hour and a half of my own hour and a half podcast of the articles that I saw, liked, saved, and didn't really feel like reading. Right. Someone can play them for me. Yeah, that's a good idea. So. Um, hold on a second. Are you there? Oh, hold on, I lost you. I'm going to call you back. So we're two for two on the call in podcast show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was my, that was user error. Someone called and I hit instead of kick them off. I kicked you off. Uh, I'm glad to know because every time that happens, I like, I like panic for a second because I'm like, there's so many buttons and there there are three of them are red and everything looks like danger. And I'm going to, I'm going to cut the wrong wire and the whole thing is going to blow up. It's honestly bad. It's bad. It's bad UI design because it should be like, stay on this call, go to this call. I mean, it should be better, better design. Oh, so you want to talk? Let's talk about bad UI design before we get back to boundaries, personal boundaries. Yeah, um, yeah fine. Uh, Spotify's shuffle play button, which is enormous, okay. as though you need yeah. to do that all the time, right? You know, as though that okay. you're regular. I don't know. I'm not regularly. I don't want to shuffle things. I want them to come in the order that God made them, and. <laughs> And yet the shuffle button's huge and it doesn't change at all. There's like a thing you have to go look at in a different place to see what's happening and it's some kind of a bunch of arrows and, and you can't okay. tell what they mean. Yeah. And so so the but you push the big green button and it doesn't change. It doesn't tell you if shuffle is on or off. It's crazy. Oh, great. It's crazy. That's so, terrible. Um well, I, have, so, I don't have Spotify, so I can't quite commiserate on that level, but okay. I feel your pain. Right. I feel your pain on the UI level. Yeah. It's real. Yeah, so the I was thinking the thing about like the art the Mark Manson article about personal boundaries, um, I thought was interesting. Of course, at this time when we actually have some serious boundaries that are in place, yeah, and yet with the people that we're in relationship with or living with, you know, the boundaries are you know you have to really work hard to maintain them right now because there's no space. Yeah. Like they, you have to 
I don't know. I'm just curious, like, um, how, you know, and well, the other thing he talks about is the attachment theory, you know, different people's attachment style and how that affects relationships. Yeah. And like, that's gotta be really amplified right now and where, where people have been in the same house for three weeks and, um, like everyone's needing different things. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I don't know if I've been able to decipher what, which of those has affected our family relationship, but it seems better now than it's been in a long time. Interesting. All from, you know, from all four of us, really. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's, everybody's mostly happier. A lot of the, I think it's because, well, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking out loud as I, as I say this, but like, you know, as you're, when you're coming and going a lot and there you're handing off kids to schools and to childcare and this, that, and the other thing, you know, there's a lot of expectations that when you're doing this, someone else is doing the other maybe. And if that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, then it's like, what, what do you mean? You know? But now we're all just doing everything together mm. and everything just gets either gets done together or doesn't get done together. <laughs> right. Because the, right. the place is the place is a mess, <laughs> but no one seems to care. Right. Is, and I mean, everybody, no one, not, not one of us. Not no. one person cares. Everyone's, everyone's yeah. happier. That's so interesting. Yeah, we're doing it, they're all doing it together. Um, but we will have childcare again on Monday. So that'll be interesting. Oh, is, uh, so how come? Well, Emma was like, you know, we can, you know, we, you can, you can not come, but we can't keep paying your full boat. Uh, if, you, if you don't come, um, I know there are other jobs out there and, uh, you know, we wouldn't leave you hanging. We could pay you half for a couple of weeks, but I think she really, I think she's, she wants to get paid obviously. And, um, it's tough, but, uh, I, uh, I think I think she's running. She's really. I think she's actually scared. I don't think she's really scared of getting sick. And I'm like, okay. Well, isn't she going to increase her chance of getting sick by coming and going from to your house? Or I guess I think it's really limited because she's just interacting with us. Right, and she didn't live with anybody. Uh, she lives alone. She lives two miles away. We pick her up and drop her off. Got it. Okay. So it's like, right. She's basically, you know, and it's been now how many weeks that she two has? Weeks. Right. So now she's not, if she hasn't seen anybody in two weeks and she doesn't have it. Yeah. As they say. I mean, yes, saying. it's definitely a bigger risk, I think. But if she's not I seeing just, other people and not going to the store, you know, but whatever you know, she is, someone in your house is going to the store too, but it's, yeah, it's so. Yeah. So it is sort of like it's a contained environment, even though she doesn't live with you. She's yeah. she's not. Yeah, that's interesting. So we'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah. That. Um, but that's going to add in some more complication. We'll see what that does to the boundary situation and the happiness. Right. It's right. Exactly. Right. It's now you now you have a new foundation, a new baseline. Yeah. Uh, to work from. And so you can see, right, what happens when, yeah, if it goes down when you have that extra yeah. help would be really interesting. Yeah. To know. So. Um, well, uh, it's been good to talk to you. Yeah, good to talk to you too. Um, touched on the, 
touching the stuff, so that's good. I got stuff now I can think about it more. Um, what do you guys got going on today? Um, let's see. We're oh, we're gonna go for a walk. Good. Yeah. Seems, that's the thing. That's what everyone does now. The only thing people do now is go for walks. I know. And what? And walking is a great thing. I didn't go for walks before. Yeah. But walking is a great thing to do mentally and physically and doesn't cost anything. Yep. <laughs> and that's what everybody does now. I know. Holy. I, I, haven't, I, know. Driv- I haven't driven my car, driven my car for two and a half weeks. Yeah. It's dead quiet when you go for walks. You know, there's, you see 12, 15 cars. Uh-huh. Right, 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 right. So it's cool. You can walk anywhere in your neighborhood and you're not going to have to like encounter a, you know, a totally busy street. No, and every, it's just, everyone's going slow. Lot, more people are walking than there are driving. Yeah. <laughs> we did not say a lot for LA. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. So. Uh, well, what about you? What are you, what are you doing for the rest of the day? You're going to, you're going to be working on the website. Work on the website. What's your um, dinner plan tonight? How? What's the Saturday night dinner plan? Probably some steak for me, fish for Emma, and maybe some combo of those for the boys. I think I have some French fries or potatoes. I'd like to place an um, order for taquitos for dinner for me. If you're just if you're oh, taking yeah. orders. <laughs> <laughs> you like taquitos? Huh? <laughs> no, I don't like taquitos. Oh. I mean, of course I do because they're delicious, but they're not actually food. Yeah. So okay. I well last night. <laughs> Sorry, last night we did the greatest thing ever. We ordered sushi from Sugarfish. Oh. But it wasn't enough. So Emma went out with Otis, got uh, Sugarfish, and then went to McDonald's for the boys, came home, we had, and the boys had McDonald's, and we had some Sugarfish, and she went back out to get more McDonald's because the boys were still hungry, and so were we. So we had <laughs> McDonald's and Sugarfish for dinner. <laughs> It's beautiful. It sounds like a great family moment, actually. Amazing. It was a great family moment. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. You don't go out to eat as often. So now it's back to being a treat. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's, Instead of expected. Right. It's fancy. It's fancy, fancy yeah. to, to do that. Yeah. It's a whole thing. So there it is. Right. We've got, we're like, we've got, at some point we're going to order pizza and we're just like, yeah. that'll, be, that'll be just the right moment. We're like, yes, we feel fancy enough to have someone deliver us a pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I think we do pizza once a week now. Yeah, that's good. And uh, and you're supporting a local business totally. when you do it, you know? So that's good, too. Curbside pickup. So, what? all right, well, good talking to you. Yeah. Say hi to the team. Okay. You too. And uh, I'll uh, talk to you later. Okay, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Well, that was so fun. I can't believe how fun that was, actually. If you listen at the end there and probably throughout, that call, you'll hear Brandon typing on his computer and he was designing a website while we were talking, potentially. Usually he's doing something when we're talking. He's either making dinner for the family, working, not working, but like, you know, probably reading Twitter or something like that. I don't know. Walking to lunch when uh, walking to lunch was a thing that people did from their workplace. I'm so excited to have wrapped the first phone call and podcast episode of my podcast. Yay. So one way that we're gonna we're gonna end each podcast here is by featuring some comedy. 
you know, another perspective from a friend of the podcast and uh, one of White Tiger Productions' favorite local comedians, Emmy Galaxy. So, uh, I guess I'll see you next time or I'll hear you next time or you'll hear me make noise. Either way, please put your hands together for Emmy Galaxy. Wow, it is really great to have everybody here. This is going to be, could be maybe, this could be the best night of my life. I don't know. I'm open to that, though. I'm open to that. If you guys are wondering why I'm so zen tonight, um, it's because I liked a bunch of yoga pictures on Instagram <laughs> and um, I got two notifications on my phone to remind me to meditate so I'm doing the mindful totally doing the mindful thing I was talking with a friend of mine the other day who's in a new relationship and she's you know probably it's been maybe six months and so it's been enough time it's time to meet the family of her boyfriend's family. So it's trying to be the family that dated. And um, she was telling me how excited she is, you know, like, well, she's excited because the family is totally fucked up. <laughs> but she's so excited because she's with the only person in the family who's sane. She's like, I can't believe that I'm with the only person who's sane. And I didn't want to burst her bubble and tell her that she's 100% wrong about that. <laughs> Because if she sticks around long enough, she's going to find out yeah. exactly how his family fucks him up. <laughs> Actually, I, d I did tell her. <laughs> um, and I'm not, I'm not saying that mar it's like marriage is great. I have been in a long-term, long-term relationship. <laughs> and it's, it's great because you learn so much about yourself. Like, I've learned... <laughs> The recurring dream that I have is that I'm I'm running from something, but I can only go in slow motion, you know, over and over every night. So, but I mean, it's great because I like I'm learning and my dreams are alive, you know. So I think I think marriage is great. However, it did occur to me the other day that I thought, you know, marriage is is kind of like it's like a like a cult kind of. It kind of becomes a cult after a while. But then I thought, maybe that's just me. And so I Googled it. And, uh, I Googled cults. And I'll tell you what I found. First, I found out that I had cancer. <laughs> which is weird. But that's what the internet told me. And then the second hit was uh, characteristics associated with cults. Okay. So here was the intro paragraph. Compare these patterns to the situation you are in. This list may help you determine if there is a cause for concern. Bear in mind that this list is not meant to be a cult scale. Their quotes, not mine. Or a definitive checklist to determine if a specific group is a cult. This is not so much a diagnostic instrument as it is an analytical tool. Okay, so there were 10 points. Let's go through them. Number one, questioning, doubt, and dissent are discouraged. 
Uh, hey babe, do you think that it's smart to put three power strips in that one outlet? Just let me do it my way for once. Okay. Number two. Mind-altering practices, such as meditation, chanting, or debilitating work routines, are used in excess. Debilitating work routines. Cleaning, cooking, driving the children around, listening to your spouse talk about their day. <laughs> Okay, number three. There are only ten of these, so it'll be all right. Uh, number three, the group is elitist, claiming to claiming a special exalted status for itself and its members. You know, when you talk shit about the host after the party on your way home. Exalted status. Number four, the group has a tribal us versus them mentality which may conflict, cause conflict with the wider society. <laughs> Jimmy's parents may let him play video games as not to how we do it in our family. <laughs> Number five, this is... Uh, this is, what, this is how you can tell if it's a cult. The group teaches or implies that its supposedly exalted ends justify whatever means it deems necessary. This may result in members participating in behaviors or activities they would have considered reprehensible before joining the group. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> Number six. Subservience to the group requires members to cut ties with family and friends and radically alter the personal goals and activities they had before joining the group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, hon. I'll move to Mississippi for your job. <laughs> I mean, what could go wrong? <laughs> Number seven, the group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. <laughs> Kids, obviously. And there's also the pursuit of that other couple where everyone likes everyone and not just like one of the people and you put up with the other one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's easier just to make your own people than it is to find people that you like. <laughs> okay, number seven, the group is preoccupied with, uh, as I already said, it. number eight, the group is preoccupied with making money. <laughs> it's essential. Diapers, vodka, sports uniforms, whiskey. <laughs> Weekend getaways to reignite the passion. Gin. Rehab. Okay. 
Number nine, we've almost made it. <laughs> Members are expected to devote inordinate amounts of time to the group and group related activities. <laughs> Pumpkin patches. <laughs> AM soccer games. <laughs> Dry January? <laughs> Number 10. The most loyal members, the true believers, feel there can be no life outside the context of the group. They believe there's no other way to be, and often fear reprisals to themselves and others if they leave, or even consider leaving. The group. I don't know. I think that, uh, I think I'm probably wrong. <laughs> There's no correlation between marriage and cults. You guys forget it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I wasted your time. But I'm so glad you're here because we're going to get